got to explain. Um, and maybe you can call them and go, hey, guess what? Uh, your gift helped supply an entire village, uh, which is really cool. Uh, so there's that. Now, Friday night, we had our, uh, our first, uh, uh, first Friday. We're calling it the lab worship experience here in the CLC. We're going to do this um, the first Friday of every month. Uh, it's, uh, it starts at 7 p.m. Uh, we had the regular worship team up here, with the exception of Daryl, who is in Florida, uh, becoming Dr. Daryl. Uh, and as I said earlier, and no, don't clap for that. Don't, 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 don't. Listen, we're going to hear enough about it when he becomes really Dr. Daryl. We don't need to encourage this. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, and they were awesome. Uh, the team was just great last night, and, and we, they worshipped for like an hour and a half. Um, and the, the chairs were set up in kind of a semicircle, and we had uh, three tables with butcher paper in the back and Crayolas. Um, for people just to kind of express themselves that way. People were standing, people were sitting, uh, moving around, going and praying with one another during the time. At one point, Ryan Jacobson, our missions guy, um, was planking in the back. Uh, he wasn't actually, he was like laying, um, you know, on the floor. Uh, and uh, it, it was just great. It was such a cool, cool, cool night and experience. Um, and I got up and I taught uh, on something. But during the whole time, um, we had an artist on stage uh, painting he came during the, the music time, and his name's Philip. Uh, and Philip had been calling me and emailing me during the week going, Hey, what are you going to teach about? What are you going to teach on? What's the scripture? What's the theme? Blah, 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 all this stuff. And I, and I purposefully avoided answering the question because, A, I, w- I wasn't really sure. Um, and, B, um, I didn't want him to know uh, because I wanted him to come um, with a tabula rasa, if you will, just a blank slate, just open to where God was going to take the skills and talents that he'd given him. So, so I told him, I'm like, look, man, I just want you to do whatever when you get up there. And so he gets up here and he has this blank canvas um, and he starts painting black. And I'm like, oh, no, uh, this is going to be really dark and demented. Um, just no. And so and then it, it begins. And I, and I love just watching the whole process. He's over here just quietly painting as we're worshiping and every now and then i'd look up and see what he's doing and um and then at one point it looks like this demon is looking right at august and i'm like that is so mean why are you saying that about august what has she done to you and and then all of a sudden i i'm I'm talking to michelle she this uh one of our members comes up and she's like hey would you pray with me and i'm like yeah but have you noticed the demon isn't looking at august anymore it's looking at us um because it had like turned its its you know whole rotation of where it was looking and um and i was like i don't know what i'm gonna say about this when i get up um to teach i'm gonna be like hey there's a demon everybody let's pretend it's not there um but then um, he just kept going and it forms into this, um, this man and this image of this guy's face and, um, uh, the different people I talked to a, a few of the people who were here last night about this and their experiences with it and, and what they saw and everyone saw something different. Um, th- this one person said they kind of saw the two face, the dark and the light of, of, of their relationship with God and, and how they're dealing with it, this struggle between those two things. And, um, this other person saw something else. And for me, I just saw this man um, just lost in, in prayer, just intent on being with God. And, and just it was such a cool um, experience to, to have it. And, you know, art may not be your thing. You may be, you know, some sort of Luddite or something. And, and But this um, it was just really cool that we got to experience this. And so we are going to continue to do this on the first Friday. Uh, I invited Philip back to paint and. Um, I know Marianne Hollingshead, uh, if you know who Marianne is, she did um, our crosses 
uh, up here on the wall, uh, and there's other art around the church that she has done. She's going to be on stage um, next month, she told me. I hope uh, that we can uh, remind her of that. Uh, and, and so we invite you to come um, to this. It's a non-scripted type deal. August and I were like, what are we going to do? We're like, I don't know. Um, let's just see what happens. And, and so it was a really neat, uh, neat time for our community. And so we would love to have you with us next time. But on to today. Um, today is January 6th, which marks Epiphany um, in the liturgical year. And Epiphany is, um, you know, one of those things we don't talk about much in New Heights, really. We're not very liturgical people, right? Um, I'm not the most liturgical pastor on staff. In fact, I would venture to say I'm the least liturgical pastor on staff. I'm saying the word liturgical, and some of you don't even know what that means. That's how unliturgical I am. Um, but I grew up in the Episcopal Church, and so Epiphany is something that I know. Uh, the youth choir beats it into our heads every year, having their Epiphany dinner. Right? Can you still get tickets? That's them? <laughs> no, tickets sold out? Wow, nobody knows. Way to go, youth choir. Way to represent um, so yes, you can still get tickets for the youth, uh, for the epiphany dinner tonight, um, in the CLC. Um, but I, I started doing some reading on it as we're leading up to this Sunday, some, some study of it, of, of how different churches, the Western church and the Eastern kind of Orthodox church celebrate epiphany and, and what they do with it. Um, and really what I came up with is go ahead and kill it. Oh, John. Oh, that's cool. It's like. It's like Christmas Eve. Was this? How many of you are impressed by the little flashlight that I hold in my hand? All of you should be raising your hands right now. That's right, front row. I know. Where were you last night, Abdosh? Um, this is what I came up with uh, when I was really thinking about it. Is um, here? Do you need? Here's your rose right there, ma'am. There you go. Sorry, there, there you go. We got. Sorry. Uh, you can come back out with it, John. Um, First of all, does anybody else love flashlights like me? Anybody? Flashlights are awesome. You know, everyone should have a flashlight. Every little boy should have like six flashlights. Why? Because they're cool. Um, yeah. Because you can do great stuff with them. You know, you can do the old. Um, how, you know, that's just, who doesn't like to do that, right? Um, but the other thing about flashlights is, um, as a little boy, I was kind of an explorer, um, and as I think most, most boys are. We like to explore, no matter where it is. It could be in your own home, and, and turning all the lights off in your room or going into your closet and, and just discovering things, you know? You, you become, you're no longer just some five-year-old little boy. You are now someone with a flashlight. You can go into places where you couldn't go before. No monster can hurt you when you have this, right? Nothing. There is no darkness that cannot be ended when you have the flashlight. It's the great thing about it. Even at almost 39 years old, I love having flashlights. In fact, this flashlight came from um, my cousin who he was down here for Thanksgiving. And we all go to the river in Seguin and celebrate Thanksgiving over there. And, and we're sitting out one night, uh, 
And he just, he pulls this thing out and his company gives these away and he shines it across the field. And it's, the animals just went, what? Is it daylight already? It was just that kind of experience for us. And, and my brother-in-law and I are both like, that is the coolest flashlight ever. And he turns to me and he goes, do you want it? Yes, I want that flashlight. Yes. And I turned to my brother-in-law, look what he gave me. He was not happy. Uh, he's like, what, well, what about me? Um, and so he, uh, Cannon, our cousin, went and found another one in his car and gave it, uh, gave it to Jeff. I told this story at the first service, and my father-in-law um, was in the service, and he goes, you told that story, and for the rest of the service, all I could think about was, why didn't he give me a flashlight? <laughs> We love flashlights, right? That's what I'm saying. Because, because where there is darkness, it is no more because of LED. It is just, it's one of these things that, I, women, I don't think you get it. I don't think you understand how important flashlights are to guys. Uh, we just, we love them. Even little kids, Diggy, you got a flashlight? You like him? I'm telling you, even little five-year-old Diggy over there loves him some flashlights. Corbin has had flashlights almost his entire life. It started uh, with battery-operated ones that he would turn on in his bedroom and, you know, look at things and do whatever and play with the stuffed animals. And, and then we'd come in late at night and the flashlight is still on, you know. And, and I was burning through batteries and I finally got wise and, and got one that you had to squeeze. Uh, for He was very upset by this, by the way, that you had to squeeze it. It was a Thomas the train one and you squeeze it and it goes, whoo, whoo, you know, and then it has the little, it's a whole train and it has the light there and, and it wasn't very bright, but as soon as you let it go, it goes off, um, which is great. But he was like, how lazy is, is this new generation, right? He's like, what? I have to do something. I have to squeeze. You're telling me I have to squeeze it in order to make it work. Um, and so he just has always loved flashlights, this explorative nature of, of who we are. It's, it really is. It's safety, Right. It's one of those things your dad always told you, always have a flashlight in your car. You never know when you're going to need it. Always have flashlights throughout, at least my dad told me, throughout the house. I have flashlights stashed everywhere around the home. Um, you know, some people have fire extinguishers. I don't need my flashlights because that can take care of anything and really good tape. Um, and, and so you have these lights that just burst forth into darkness. Epiphany. Is the light bursting forth into darkness? Isaiah 60 says this Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all the nations to see. For the glory of the Lord is shining upon you. Darkness, as black as night, will cover all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord will shine over you. All nations will come to your light, mighty kings will come to see your radiance. Look and see, for everyone is coming home. Your sons are coming from distant lands. Your little daughters will be carried home. Your eyes will shine and your hearts will thrill with joy. For merchants from around the world will come to you. They will bring you the wealth of many lands. Vast caravans of camels will converge on you. The camels of Midian and Epaph from Sheba. They will bring gold and incense for the worship of the Lord. Epiphany. So when the manifestation of God comes. Now in the Western church, we celebrate the coming of the Magi. We, we celebrate the coming of the three kings to see the baby Jesus. Um, it, I did some research on, uh, on Google looking up images of, um, of Epiphany and, uh, and the artwork that's, that's been created over the centuries. And 
Um, there's some really, really funny ones. Uh, they're not meant to be. They're meant to be glorious, and, and, they, and they are. They're beautiful. But um, Jesus is usually, um, by this time, um, you know, so many, not many days after his birth, sitting up completely, holding his head erect. I know he's God and all, but he's also fully man. Um, and he always has kind of a radiance. And he always ha- is, is seated, seated like this. Oh, the Magi, hello, um, type thing. But um, so it's the, it's the Magi coming. And, and what this is, is it's the first um, experience, exposure of the gospel message to all people. To all people. The Magi aren't Jews. Three kings are, are outsiders. They're goyims. They're, they're people who are come from distant lands. They're us. And some of the first people to interact with the gospel, with the message, with the logos. People who come from far away to be in the light of Christ. Now in the, in the Eastern church, they celebrate the Magi, yes, but they also incorporate Jesus' baptism into Epiphany. They celebrate the baptism of Jesus when, when God, Son, and Spirit all converge, Father, Son, and Spirit converge in one moment, and the radiance of God is manifested in the world. And some traditions also celebrate the water to wine, the first miracle um, that Jesus performs at the wedding in Cana. Now, all of these things essentially are showing the glory of God. It's when God's glory comes. It's when the light of the world comes upon us. Now, here's the thing that we need to take from this. Is that the light of Christ was given to us. If you hear the words that Isaiah said, they will, God's light will shine upon you. People will come because of your light. The light that God has given us is to be radiated back into the world of darkness so that as darkness covers the entire earth, all nations, it says, people will come to you because God dwells in you. Where there is hurt, you will bring hope. Where there is darkness in this world, you will bring light. My glory is shining down upon you so that others may see, so that others may know. We live in a world that's dark and scary a lot of times. And a lot of times we may have flashlights, but they're not the type of flashlights that are going to shine in to those type places. They're not the type of, of lights that are going to end the darkness that exists in corners of our world. But we do have that light. We do have that radiance, that glory. One of the things I've always told Corbin about flashlights is you never shine it in someone's eyes. I also have told him that you never shine, uh, you, you never look at the sun. We were going, we went to, uh, Corbin and I had a, a father-son outing yesterday, and we went to Bass Pro Shop. Oh, yeah. That was, that was good. And we looked at the fish, and we looked at the animals, and we tracked turkey, because, you know, there's turkey tracks all throughout there. And so we followed them around the store. And we just had a great time. And, and then we go over to this restaurant, and um, we, we sit in, in, uh, in the bar area where they have this huge screen 
um, with his four televisions and it's two football games and a basketball game and then sports center. And, and we're just sitting there and, and, and he's looking up at this and I'm like, you're so happy right now, aren't you? And he's like, yes, I didn't know this was possible. Um, I'm like, I have so much to teach you, son. Uh, and so we're, you know, we're just having this great time. And so we get in the truck on the way home and, um, and I put my sunglasses on and I carry a little pair of sunglasses, uh, for him in the truck. And so I hand him back his sunglasses and he's in a stage right now where he wants to be, um, <laughs> duh, just like me, you know, but I mean, that's, uh, that's going to be a stage. I don't know if you saw what he was wearing today. Exact same shirt I had on, uh, right now I have on right now in pants. We were dressed the same yesterday as well. Um, and uh, it's really my idea. I, I dress him. But so he puts his glasses on and, you know, and we're recounting the day and everything. And, and then he makes a comment about, wow, the sun really looks weird like this. And I'm like, whoa, hey, don't look at the sun. No. He's like, what? We've talked about this. You t- don't look at that will hurt you. You can like it. It's not good. It is so bright that it can injure your eyes. Don't look at the sun. Um, and he's like, okay, you know, just stop. Would have been enough. Um, but I go on this, well, here's what's happening, to, uh, son. The, the rays of the, because we talked about if you go into space, the sun doesn't look as bright as it does down here, kind of, that there's darkness in space. And that's another day for that story. But um, so as I'm thinking about this, I was thinking about this this morning, just looking at this light, the, the sun, that it can damage your eyes. And so you, you don't want to do this. And the light that Christ gives us, the light of God is so much brighter than that sun. But it doesn't damage. It heals. It brings grace. It brings mercy. It brings justice. It brings peace. This light of God that we have is so much brighter than anything we ever could imagine. And it dwells inside of us. Yet so often, we cover it. For whatever reason, we hide it under a bushel. No. I'm going to let it shine. So often we take the light that God's given us and, and, and for whatever reason, we stop exploring. For whatever reason, we, we forget those moments where you had your first flashlight and you walked into a dark room and you couldn't wait to shine your light. For whatever reason, we allow the world to put a Dampening on who God wants us to be. Christ came. He died. He conquered death. And he went home to be with God and said, hey, I'm going to come back and get you one day. But until I do, teach people about me. Share my love with the world. Take the light of Christ into a world of darkness so that others may experience freedom and life, and grace, and healing, and justice, and mercy, and love, and peace. Go! Take your light into this world of darkness, and let it shine. Let us pray.
Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for the life that you have given each of us. God, we thank you that you have called all of us to something greater. You've called us to share your glory with the world. You've called us to be light in a world of darkness. To be hope in a world of despair. Forgive us, Father, for those times that we have forgotten that. Forgive us for those times that we have taken the light that you've given us and we've, we've hidden it. We've turned it off. We've dimmed it. Give us the strength and courage, Lord, to move into this world of darkness, shining brightly so that people may truly know your love. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.